Genre. True Believers to True Believers, there, where there's never enough said about the MCU. Nope, never. Nope. I am Ray Ruzzo, and I have with me today Chris O'Connor. Hey! And unfortunately, we are short one Becca Raybergen. Yeah. Turns out her, her she is not in any way indestructible head or anything else. Uh, although, she she doesn't feel like recording with us, but everybody just stay calm and don't worry, and it's it's it'll be okay, but just for the purposes of getting this out on time... This is the two of us recording today. So we are officially at the beginning of Marvel's Phase 4. We are, and it it is definitely... So Marvel's Phase 4 was supposed to have started last May or April? Because yep. was, was Black Widow supposed to be Phase 4 or supposed to be like mm-hmm. the end of... So Spider-Man was the last of Phase 3, and then Black Widow would be the beginning of Phase 4. And then, so we were supposed to get Black Widow last spring... And then the first show that was supposed to hit was supposed to be... No, it was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. And that one they had to push back because it was still in the middle of production and it had a more complicated production that was more more affected by lockdown and quarantine and stuff. You know, they weren't shooting on a on a studio like Backlot or, or on a stage. Uh, they, they were doing a lot of things that required being out and about in the world with lots of people more than, you know, closer than six feet apart. <laughs> yeah. Which apparently, uh, speaking of stages, I think we talked about it in the predictions episode. Paul Bettany said in an interview that the first episode was filmed on stage in front of a live studio audience. So weird. So people are complaining about the laugh track. I've heard that complaint, but I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, if it was filmed on, yeah, people can complain about all they want, but it's part of whatever it is that's happening. I mean, uh, yeah. So, so I suppose, uh, uh, production rearrangements and timetables and schedules all, all, all out the window and be damned. This is the first one we're getting. And, you know, it was, it was a real pleasure to, to get to hear the, the Marvel, you know, fanfare, at the beginning, I like know. for the first time in such a long time and have it be for something new. It was, yeah, it definitely was. I, it had this moment of like, weirdly enough, peace, <laughs> you know, a peace I haven't felt in a long time. It's like, oh, hey, I remember this. I like this. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy for the, for the, for the good times back before the dark times 10 years ago at the <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, so the, the the Marvel Studios logo like comes up and like just at the end, just as it, you know, pushes out all the way to Marvel Studios, it um, goes grayscale. 
Grayscale. Okay, I'm completely colorblind, so some of the things that they do uh, in these first two episodes don't mean much to me. Uh, grayscale and color look exactly the same, but they did take it from full screen down to that one by one like aspect ratio of old TV, which right. was kind of fun. I was like. <laughs> That's actually interesting. There, I have something for the second episode about grayscale and color, but I'll, I'll talk about it then. Um, but I'm so- trying very hard to keep like episode one stuff in this episode and episode two stuff in the other, but it's hard because they both came out at the same yeah, time. And it was just, just like, yeah, we just watched them back to back. I was like, oh, of course, I'm going to keep watching. Click. <laughs> so this episode is really steeped in basically I love Lucy. Like. The even like the layout of the apartment reminds me a lot of I Love Lucy. Yeah, I Love Lucy and the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke was technically the early, early 60s, but you could definitely see some of the, especially in the opening. I mean, sequence a lot of like Dick Van Dyke opening gags. When, like when he dropped her when he phased through the door. Yeah, dropped her and then like he go and he like walks through the furniture rather than falling over it, which was a thing that they did like in his intro. <laughs> the Dick Van Dyke, uh, yes. Yeah. But 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 like the Dick Van Dyke show was early sixties, kind of the way like if you watch something made in nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety one, you're still watching the eighties. It's, yeah. it's it's kind of that thing. Or like if you watch something from nineteen eighty or eighty one, it's still the seventies. Like the 70s, they're they're yeah. acting like disco isn't dead yet, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, so in that opening, I also see that their house number is, uh, 2,800. And I looked, that's not a Marvel Earth designation, um, that I know of. Mm -hmm. So... It, is it significant? Is it not significant? I feel like this is going to be one of those things with the show. Like, we're gonna, does this mean we are We are going to do that so much where there'll be like a, <laughs> a number on screen or just a word or something. It's like, is this important? And it might be one of those things like, you know, you know how numerology is bullshit because the human mind like looks for patterns and things that aren't necessarily there. It's like, I'm sure if you took the time and looked hard enough, you could figure out if, you know, 2800 like stands for, you know, this or for that that but it's, it's like oh the if number add them together oh the number three here oh this is important it's like well, yes of course the number three is important it's the third one uh, anyway <laughs> but you start off like it's just so cute when it starts because like you have wanda like cleaning the dishes like she's everything's kind of like floating around mm-hmm. her yeah suspended by wires it's very very simple practical effects like clunky looking it's just like oh yeah that plate's floating along as yeah. if by magic mm-hmm. you know <laughs> ah. and then it hits, it hits vision in the head with and he has that like line about flying saucers which is another time i did the does this mean something yeah, well, uh, she destroyed a couple flying saucers in the uh, the end game and Infinity War. In the Infinity War battle, she she destroyed some flying saucers, like mm-hmm. uh, the big flying like buzz saws. She destroyed those, and then yeah. uh, and but the more significant line is like my husband and his indestructible head. That's <laughs> <laughs> eh, not indestructible though. That's the first thing she's no. got to say, and it's about how it, and it's about how her uh, her idyllic housemate is how he died. And it's one of these things where, like, it does a really good job of leaning into the style of the 1950s sitcom while still critiquing it. Like, she has that whole, like, well, what would you like for breakfast? And it's this long list of, like... A Denny's menu. 
It's a it's it's a Denny's menu. <laughs> right. And then he's like, well, I say to that, I don't eat. Well, that explains the empty fridge. <laughs> Except it doesn't explain the entry fridge because no. she still needs to eat. It's just like she's it's just, and, you know, like your house with the, the like, you know, like everything's perfectly clean and like, you know, the floor, you know, it looks like a stage very much so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's part of the aesthetic. But it's like, you know, the sort of the widest shots of the kitchen where the floor is like completely flat and barren and like everything is mm-hmm. it's just like, man, this feels so weird. <laughs> it's and- and I feel like so much of the tone is captured in this first scene where you see they're looking at the heart marked on the calendar mm-hmm. and neither of them knows what it is, but they're pretending like they do. And it's like, haha, this is this classic sitcom farce. Yeah, I don't forget. You know, I'm incapable of forgetting. <laughs> so what does it mean? What does what mean? You know, like that kind of thing. But it really leans into this idea of like, they don't know what's going on. What this is like. They have suddenly popped up in this life like this is sudden. There's no backstory. And you get a little bit more of that as it goes on. Yeah. And it feels I mean, like it kind of, um, you know, you've got to kind of ask yourself, like, how much time elapses between what happens in in the intro? Because I think what happens in that sort of intro, like the the theme music and them driving along that road, I think that matters, you know, walking up to the house, being like, this is my house, Mm -hmm. you know, walking in. I think that basically that happened somehow and that that's a part of what's going on. And then like, you know, they, they walk in and they do the little dip kiss and it's like, mm-hmm. did anything, did anything even happen between that moment and going into her in the kitchen, like making stuff? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like that's kind of a creepy sort of thought, but. I mean, it's all like dream logic, which is going to be a big thing. Like, throughout the the whole thing but i mean yeah, yeah the, that that conversation that they have apart from being like the farcical like ah, we can't remember why why this date's important it's like it should be important it's important to you right right honey yeah yeah it's important to me it's important to both of us equally um but at the same time it has that sort of feeling of like when you're having a dream about like isn't there a, a test i'm supposed to take or i'm supposed to be on stage mm-hmm. like reading the lines and your and your dream logic dream mind dream rationale comes up with something or it doesn't but uh you know and 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 here they they come up with something it's like this is our anniversary of first time we celebrate this date and i'm like okay sure thing yeah so he heads off to work after putting on his human face oh so goofy (laughs) and i know and then we get our first scene with agnes yeah Oh, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, numerology and trying to read things in numbers, the date is August 28th, 23rd. Does that matter? Anybody? I don't know. But there is a date in Agnes' scene that is important. Ah. She says that she can't get her husband, Ralph, to remember her anniversary unless there's a beer named June 2nd. (laughs) June 2nd is acknowledged as the first day of the Salem witch trials. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, you are Agatha Harkness, case closed. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm done. That's pretty quick. You, madam, are a witch. Well, and she she says stuff like, Wanda charmed. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, she's very, like, effusive where she's like, she really is being over the top about Mm -hmm. all of the tropes. Like, I think she thinks it's ridiculous. As she's talking about, like, how to keep your husband and yeah. 
just like all of these things. I I have a note in here. I'm like, are straight women okay? Just just are they okay? Well, I mean, in the fifties, like a lot of the a lot of the the culture about the fifties and sixties was that they that they weren't. You know, moms no. take moms taking Valium and and other like and tranquilizers and stuff to try and get by, like making the house perfect. And and uh, you know, it was a it's a it's a different time. Um, but I, I think that's also another like interesting thing is that the sitcom inherently buries the actual problems of suburban life. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the sitcoms of the fifties and sixties and, and, you know, even, uh, you know, I'm not sure when they, when they started surfacing the problems of, of, of suburban life, I guess like the eighties or nineties, when you started to have a very special episode of blankety blank, but like definitely in the fifties and sixties, like when, when you're dealing with, um, depictions where the husband and wife have to have separate beds and you know like there all these sort of rules about how things have to be it was very much creating sort of like a funny idyllic thing that that uh, all the marketers approved of so that you could sell your products and they were not at all interested in exploring any problems <laughs> oh no like even when lucille ball who was married to desi arnaz was pregnant in real life the show was like going out of their way to hide the fact that she was pregnant. Yeah, because that's not a thing. Because <laughs> because the stork kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then so she comes in and they're planning. I don't uh, know. It's your bridge game. Huh? <laughs> How's what? your bridge came? Yeah, it's Did like, you and, use movers? Well, yeah, she's asking all these questions and, you know, like, uh, what's a single gal like you do? It's like, oh, I'm married to a man, a human man. And it was really cute. And, and, but, you know, she, she's asking all these sort of questions to try and figure out what's going on, um, all within sort of the frame of, you know, this, uh, the script and being, and playing her part of being the nosy neighbor. But, you know, she's, she's, she's got questions. She's curious. Uh, she's, she's interested in, and who Wanda is and what's happening. Uh, I, I imagine that uh, there's, and as we'll see, like throughout this and throughout uh, future episodes, uh, at least in the second episode, and I'm sure it'll happen more in later episodes, mm -hmm. that that people are sort of following a script, following sort of a role, but they might have, mm -hmm. there's something under there trying to get out. Yeah. And she seems, her questions, while they are very nosy neighbor questions, they poke holes in the reality. How did this happen? You guys are really settled in really fast. Like, things like that. The things that Wanda seems to know don't really make sense subconsciously, perhaps. But anyways, then Vision goes to work at the computational services company. Which is important. It's important to know that whatever's going on, he gets to have his own, like he's separate from Wanda and, you know, things are happening to him, with him, around him. He's experiencing these things. And so it is mm -hmm. significant that he exists and has a thing happening um, separate from what from what Wanda's doing. So it kind of, I, I don't, I'm not sure how much to read into this and how much you should get on it, but it's like, you know, it's not like just from her perspective. Yeah. She obviously doesn't know what's going on at work because otherwise she would have known yeah. that the boss was coming over for dinner sort yeah. of thing. Um, I love all of the robot jokes that he is a normal carbon based employee. 
all screws are tightened. Yeah, yeah. I I do like that he is, you know, after finishing his computations and, and productivity is up 300%, he's like, what is it that we do here? Do we make something? <laughs> do we sell something? Do we buy, do we trade something? What are these things we do? And, you know, so the vision himself is also trying to poke holes. Like he's immediately like, Something, you know, he, he's inquisitive and curious and concerned. And, and he's like, wait, what am I doing? What is this world? Like, it, it, you get the sense that he's also confused by what's happening. But I also feel like it's kind of a jab at sitcoms itself and where you don't really know what That's they true. do for a living anyway. That's true. <laughs> what did Chenandler Bong do? It, it's really... I like this because it works like so many things in this show work on multiple levels. And that's yeah, what I find really delightful about it. Yeah. So, so far that is pretty good. And we, so his coworker that gets some lines is, uh, Norm. 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 Okay. Wait, do you remember who Norm was in the comics? Uh, was that the realtor? Nor it Norman? Was the Yes, yes. The realtor uh, who sells in their house and is a good stand-up dude. He uh, he fights against the bigots that, that uh, burned down Wanda and Vision's first house. And he's like, hey, I'm not going to play along with you guys. And so he's he's cool that way. But then... He bangs Wanda's sister-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> he, goes to thanks he goes to Thanksgiving and he meets Crystal and Quicksilver. And him and Crystal hit it off, and she comes down from the mood and takes her anti-pollution medication so that she can have a torrid affair with a normie named Norm. <laughs> He's a normie. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that this show is already less crack than the comics. But anyway, yeah, so Norm, the co-worker, and, her, and his boss has just the worst suit. Uh, oh my god. A Big ugly suit on him, and uh, and it's like, are you ready for your for, for the, uh, the 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 dinner at your house? And he's like, oh, that's what it is we're doing. And we get the you know the the bit about the, no pressure on this meal, no yeah. pressure at all. I th I thought five courses would be enough. Beatnik enthusiasm. I wore a turtleneck. <laughs> yep, and this again, very much in the I love Lucy style of the miscommunication where she thinks one thing's happening and. He thinks the other, and it really leans, leans into it, uh, secondhand embarrassment, which sometimes gets very hard to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we perfectly understand one another, except the audience knows that you don't. That is the literal definition of irony. <laughs> uh, so now we get our first in-world commercial. Yeah, which is, huh. Huh. So on one level, you're like, like the sort of the first time as I was watching it, I'm like, okay, this is an awkward commercial about a toaster because they were marketing appliances to women all the time. And it's from Stark Industries. Ha ha. And, you know, it's part of the MCU. Yeah. And then you notice that it's beeping very strange. It's, and it's a very, it's, it's like a subtly menacing beep. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, like uh, the subtly menacing beep before it dings, and it's like the countdown. That's like, it's like that's not what a toaster sounds like. That no, kinda, that's not what a toaster sounds it, like. It kind of sounds like a bomb. Yeah, is there something about Stark Industries and bombs that's relevant to I, Wanda? I don't know. I, I'm forgetting my past, <laughs> and I know that this is my future. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, like uh, for for those who 
may not recall that was like one of the one of the more kind of like a poignant little scene between uh, uh quicksilver and scarlet witch and they were telling ultron right they were telling ultron in in, yeah. in age of ultron that uh you know like the house got hit and they were like trapped under the rubble for like two days and there was the bomb like sitting right next to them the whole time and it's like we wait if we waited for tony stark to kill us we wait in the rubble for two days for tony stark to kill us <laughs> you know with the accent <laughs> But on the other hand, it's kind of lighthearted as well, because Wanda does call Vision a toaster when she's frustrated with him. Hmm. So, ah. Toast mate. Ah, she calls him a toaster, and he's <laughs> her mate. <laughs> so then we go back to the show, yeah. and interestingly enough, I notice we had made that, you had made that prediction about their last names, but it seems like they're not using any last names. No, they're not. It's just Wanda and Vision. Yeah. Which is actually... Out of the comics as well. Wanda had this long monologue in one of the one of the issues about how he doesn't have a last name and she is sort of at a point where she's like rejecting hers. Yeah. She's- so they're they're just Wanda and Vision. Yeah. Although she does answer the phone with Vision residence. Yeah. So. Which is it's strange. It's so yeah. And but in the comic books, like Vision never puts on a false face. He never pretends to be a normal person. Like they walk around their suburban towns in their Avengers outfits. They're not Avengers anymore, but they're like, let me just wear my wimple and tights and, and my cape <laughs> and just walk around this neighborhood. And, and, you know, the neighborhood kids are like, whoa, it's the Avengers. And the parents are like, what the heck? Put on, put on clothes, you weirdos. And but in in this show, they're they're going by the name. You know, he's going by the name Vision at work, and his and his uh, grumpy boss who hates beatniks is like, "Come on, Vision!" You know, like, what kind of name is that? Okay. Like, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> so they come in, and it's Wanda has set the mood. For, oh yes, yes, <laughs> for, for their anniversary for seduction techniques. Oh, I've got those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, you don't. <laughs> it's the MCU. Nobody and, has those. I'm sorry. How? What? Like, I okay. I know it's like part of the sitcom thing, but how did she sneak up on Hart and put her eyes over his hands? Like, how did she not even see that was not the same physical type? Yeah. Well, as uh, her husband, because it's a sitcom, and in the sitcoms, yeah. yeah, it's it's supposed to be dark, but they can't make it so dark that you can't that it doesn't pick up on camera. You're supposed to understand, like, you know, it happens in all those sitcoms all the time, like Friends or Mad About You or those things where the lights are off and it's supposed to be dark, but you can see everything perfectly clearly, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's like, it's clear to the audience, but it's understood mm-hmm. that it's supposed to be dark for the characters on the stage. Yeah. So then we get, like, the whole thing's like, ah! trying to excuse them, like, ha! It's a traditional Sokovian greeting. Yeah, my, me and my my crazy foreign European <laughs> wife with her perfect American accent, and me with my British accent. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> it's just like I, know, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Like that's one of the things that frustrates me about this show is that she doesn't have the accent, and that he does. Uh, yeah, but uh, like Sokovia, you know, traditional Sokovian dre- greeting is like, and that dress. And <laughs> and he says, don't break. He doesn't break bread with Bolsheviks. Yeah. And it's just like. <laughs> and his, and his <laughs> wife, uh, Mrs. Hart, Deborah Jo Rupp of that 70s show. Uh, ah, she's so awesome. She's great. I was like, oh, look at the sitcom mom. It's sitcom she's mom. She's so sweet. She is so sweet. She's so good at this. And like, you know, her, her voice and like, you know, her man, like just the way she is on, on these kinds of shows is like, 
this is so good. I'm, oh, I'm so glad they got her. Um, but, uh, you know, like that dress, this, uh, Sokovian dress, this is so, so Sokovian. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really making something out of, uh, the thing we didn't make too much out of for a little while. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then they have like their little scene in the kitchen of like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's happening? It's Mr. Hart. It was an abbreviation. It's like, well, you can move at the speed of sound and I can make objects float. So why did we need to abbreviate? <laughs> <laughs> because that's not what it means because that's not what it's about because this is just a coincidence and you're trying to find a pattern it's not there yeah and, dream uh, logic so she needs to like quickly whip up a, a very impressive meal a which more I'm than five course meal <laughs> a more than five course meal and in comes Agnes to the rescue what kind of housewife would I be if I didn't have a gourmet meal for four laying about the place <laughs> Ah, which it's like you know in the 50s they might have said that with a straight face <laughs> but you say it now and it's just like yeah. this is sarcastic and awful and of course i don't yeah i don't know it might have even been sarcastic then because while you did have like this portrayal of like what the american suburban housewife should be there were still so many people who did not yeah can't do that. it yeah that's like that's um, not possible <laughs> striving for, for perfection you'll never reach it Mother's little helper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there are some really, really great visual gags in this scene. Like when she cooks the chicken and it goes too much, and then she tries to send it back and it becomes eggs. Yeah, not enough. Not enough. Yeah, like that. Well, and, and it's kind of an interesting uh, display of power. You know, take a take mm -hmm. a dead chicken and make eggs out of it. And like, all right, well, all right. Okay. But also, part of me is just like, if you can do that, why are you have? Why is all why this, is there cooking why? at all? You know, why is there cooking at all? I love the lobsters and the lobsters that went flying and went missing. <laughs> yeah, the twin lobsters. Only twins. Tw two lobsters. Twins. Twins. Twin lobsters. Twin. A lot of, a lot of twinning going on. But yeah. But anyways, you have a lot of this like farcical like. He's trying to keep the boss entertained and she's trying to make the dinner. And, and it's Mrs. Hilarious. Hart wants to help because she doesn't want to be in there for all that man talk. Mm -hmm. And I like that even and even in that that man talk, he's like, if we call in, if we did the sheets uh, uh, landscape orientation instead of portrait orientation, then we could get, you know, twice charge <laughs> twice as much. And Vision's like, OK, but what are we doing for? What are we charging them for? And he's, he's still like kind of like, what's the point? Yeah. What are we doing? What's our work? Why am I here? I don't understand. <laughs> and then you also have like that little bit where he distracts them from the open window to the kitchen by saying yakety yak. Yeah, because that was the song is, that played at work. It was the song that played at work. It's also a satirical song about the suburbs. Yeah. So. But she manages to pull together <clears throat> this like breakfast for dinner, very European. And the wine bottle is very interesting. Yeah. So it took me, I had to like go back and look at a screenshot to actually see it. But the wine is called Maison, Maison du Mépris, which means House of Contempt. Hmm. But House of, and M. then a word that starts with M. And I'm sitting here like, yes, yes. <laughs> Wanda is manipulating reality around her somehow. Yeah, she is. And, and, uh, oof, yeah. 
So they they sit down for dinner and the camera angles tighten. They you know the camera clo- closes in a little bit on the on the dinner table, but it's still like pretty simple, uh, pretty simple camera movement, sim- pretty simple framing. Mm-hmm. And but they immediately go into the same sort of questions that uh, that Agnes had. Uh, and, yeah, and, and it's just like where'd you move from? Where, yeah, how when long did have you, you been get married? Why don't you and why don't you have any children yet? <laughs> Which. Okay, uh, but they keep um, at, but that. Th- that was rude. Yeah. Thanks. So they ask like a bunch. Of, she asks a bunch of questions like quick fire, and they're like, uh, "I don't know." And then like the camera like is starting to move, like you know the sort of like mm-hmm. the 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 back and forth shot of like Wanda and Vision like, like at the table that's breaking from the way sitcoms were shot. Like you you wouldn't be able to do that with the audience mm-hmm. and the way things are set up. And as they're sort of like struggling to come up with their answer, and then the the boss is like getting short. Freaking out. And then he starts choking. Yeah. And his wife thinks he's being dramatic. So she's like, stop, stop it. it. Stop, stop it. it. Stop it. Stop it. I don't think that she was saying that to the, I don't think she was saying, so she first was telling him to stop it. Him to stop. But and I didn't think she was telling Wanda, Wanda to, to stop, stop this it. loop. And, and, and like, she sort of like got that pained smile on her face. And like, there, there's like concern, like showing through and like fear. Mm-hmm. And, it kind of, you know, it makes me wonder about the nature of what's what's going on here. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like the point is, she she does tell Vision to save him, she saves him, and he's, you know, like, oh, okay. And then they, you know, they they sort of brush it off like nothing happened. I don't think they even finish. The yeah, food. they like rush out the door. They're, They're like, like, okay, oh, we're done. That was great. Oh, yay! And the, you know, the, she does the little Sokovia thing right back, you know, a little callback <laughs> joke, which is this guest is leaving your house. Yeah, how very, how very, uh, you know, set up and pay off and like good stuff. Um, and and they get rid of him, but but getting back to sort of what's happening when she's like saying, "Stop it, stop it," that kind of makes me think like so. We, th- I, I think they came to this town. They came to a place. I think they've come to a place that already existed and already had I think these so. I think... that already had these people in it. And whatever mm-hmm. whether it's entirely because of Wanda or something else is involved too, something is making people that already had these lives in this place play a part in this show. And so I think so. Like, I agree. So those two, I don't know whether they're they're are married, but they may be. That they may they may be an existing mm-hmm. married couple. And they, you know, they're assigned this part and they show up for this thing and they're doing, you know, they're, they're saying their lines, they're doing their bits and you kind of have to think, you know, how much of, how much of their original selves, their actual selves is there and like either Mm -hmm. in on it or forced to, you know, like passively watch as it happens. But when she's like saying, stop it, stop it, stop it. I I think she's like scared and and worried about this person. Yeah. Like what's going on? Why is this happening? It's like and and sort of like this this belief or this innate understanding that Vision, Wanda and Vision are somehow the the key to this and whatever's going wrong, they're the only it's ones. It's because of them. It's because of them, and I, either it's their fault or they they're the only ones with the power to fix it. That makes a lot of sense, considering some of the things that happen in the next episode. Yeah, well, um, which we'll talk about in the next episode. Yeah. Another good thing with the visuals is as they leave, one of the lobsters is up on the door as a door knocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How quaint. <sighs> and then we, uh, yeah. So then they they have the little uh, conversation, and it's like, well, we don't, you know, we're an unusual couple, and you know, like silly lines, and 
let's answer some of those basic questions. It's like, okay, our song is Yakety Yak, obviously. You know, our, our anniv- anniversary is today. August 23rd. So August 23rd is their anniversary. Um, and they gave and them- And then she mm- makes rings for them. Yeah, magical rings. Instantly. Pew! And it's beautiful. Beautiful and sweet and- Ew. Kiss. Then the frame, like, start, you know, you get the, the sort of, the hexagon, the hex. Hexagons <laughs> mean spades! The, the hex. Sorry. So the hex thing starts to pop up on screen. Zoom and out. it pulls away. And you get, like, the sort of in-universe- in show like credits for this show and i didn't analyze any of these names i did anything sp- stick out to no, you no i didn't look i saw i saw some people on twitter like being like this is one of peter parker's classmates that survived you know survived the snap <laughs> and i'm like i don't think that has anything to do with this <laughs> it's like okay if you say so buddy so then on the screen you see that somebody's watching it you see that there's a computer screen with us with the sword logo and they also have a notebook with the sword logo mm-hmm. on it. Um, but who are they? What are they doing? Why are they watching this? How are they watching this? Yeah, it's a uh, we don't I, know. I, you know, it's it's hard to to be certain from from the hands, but it looks like a woman's hands in a suit. I think. That's yeah, my guess. It does. My if I had to guess, I'd guess this is Darcy taking notes. It could be. It could it be. Could but be. it could be anybody really. It doesn't have to be. But that's my guess. And so since. You you are colorblind. I just want to make a few statements about the credits that roll at the end. Because mm-hmm. um, I was watching, and at first I'm like, ooh, shiny gemstones. Because it's, it's this really cool, like, things morphing into each other. The actual, the actual credits. Yeah. Yeah, like the actual credits. And then I zoomed, then I, like, took a look closer. I'm like, oh, those aren't gemstones. Those are the pixels of a television. <laughs> yeah. They're all just red, green, and blue. Yeah. And I was just like, losing... I was a weird kid. I used to like to get really, really close to the TVs to see the little pixels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like on the inside. It's not a box full of tiny people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, they put the whole credits on there, and it's like the same size, like team that you know makes their movies. And uh, I did like fast forward, be like, is there anything at the end? There wouldn't be anything at the end of it, but you know, no. maybe on the last episode they'll they'll string some they'll sting something onto the end, but I don't it wouldn't make sense to do it here. So if you are listener, if you were wondering if you missed something at the end of the credits, you didn't. We did that hard work for you. We did that for you. You're welcome. <laughs> um yeah, and uh on to episode two, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna release episode one and episode two on the same day. So if you're listening to this the day it drops, just go ahead, check out episode two. And thanks for listening, True Believers. If you like us, please leave us a five-star review and a comment on review. whatever podcast. Five-star review. Five-star review. On, <laughs> on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. Until next time. Excelsior. Excelsior.